Welcome back to Sector One, the first stop you should make for your motorsport fix. I'm Maris and I'm joined by Sid, Lily and Devon. And today's topic for the podcast is going to be the We Races One campaign that Formula One launched last year. So the We Races One is all about fighting global inequality and the time that they actually started it was when COVID was really at its peak and so they were kind of there to support people from the COVID crisis, you know, everyone was on furlough, people were losing their jobs, it was a big crisis at the time, however now the focus is less on that and we now have the three pillars that we are focusing on, diversity and inclusion, sustainability and community. Devon, do you want to tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, so I think these kind of three values were brought about more this season as kind of concrete pillars, if that's what we're going to call them. Um, But they're just kind of an extension of everything that the the whole campaign stood for last year. Um, So obviously diversity and inclusion follows a lot of what Lewis Hamilton is striving to bring change to within the sport, whether that be with race, gender, just, you know, making it a safe space for anyone who's you know interested in the sport working the sport wants to try and get into the sport just trying to you know promote better diversity um sustainability is a lot about the environmental impacts of formula one and how they can you know reduce their uh, carbon emissions just so that they're not having such a negative impact on the places that they travel to and the environment as a whole um, and then community we've kind of said is a bit more of a vague one we'll probably get into that but it's mostly about um, projects and initiatives working with um, global promoters different companies um, just so that they can you know have a better impact on the places they visit and you know for Formula One to not only put on a race but to you know try and try and change for the better um so yeah i think it's just it's really solid this year as something that they're committing to and it's just kind of a a development of everything that they were trying to bring about last year i guess when i was doing my research i read this thing a footballer had said and he said that he's sick of people just writing stuff on t-shirts he's sick of it saying on the back of a football shirt like we we've play football together like end racism like that is not enough because you just read that and that's it yeah you you get the idea you get the message but it's not actually putting in any action there and i think the we races one campaign is here to be that action that we need and you know we're going to talk today about whether we think it's working whether we think it's enough but i think it's quite important the fact that formula one are not just focusing on Formula One, the racism in Formula One, the diversity and inclusion here, the sustainability, they're actually looking about the long-term impact to the sport as well as that the communities they go and race in. Because, you know, we, we're we pretty much global. There are only, I think we don't, we obviously don't go to Antarctica or like, you know, the Arctic. We need to go to Africa. That's something yeah. we need to go back to. And then That's we're basically- we'll be back in five years. Just yeah. a little one that I saw. We'll be back in, hopefully we'll have at least two races in Africa in five years, Good. so. Good. But yeah, I think it's very important that they're that they're trying to better the communities. They're just trying to focus on society as well as Formula One. Because I think that's the thing that most initiatives miss is they're too tailored to one thing. If we if this was just focused about improving the my earphone just fell out my ear. I can't hear anything. Um if we're just focusing on like diversity in Formula One, we're just missing 
so so much more so I like this kind of holistic widespread approach to it all (laughs) I do think think, I think because it's got such a big platform that for them to like not do anything would a reflect really badly on how Formula One is run but it kind of you're not using that platform to your advantage and that's something that you know Formula One is such a unique sport and I think it's got such a widespread reach that you know as I said it would be wrong of them not to use that and I think it's one thing for for them to you know as we're saying wear the t-shirts or put the stickers on the cars and stuff like that things that are very performative whereas I especially this year you can tell that there's a lot going on in the background of like kind of concrete initiatives as opposed to as we say just sticking a slogan somewhere that is all just for for the cameras and to say that they've yeah. done it I think yeah. last year came across as a PR stunt in a way for some of yeah. the year because mm-hmm. the only person I could see pushing for change was Hamilton like he was the only person that without him there wouldn't be any change this season it would still just be a PR stunt where at the beginning of the race they all stand there and they do the you know the speech that's in black and white and they all say like we stand together again like that seemed like a PR stunt I don't know if anyone oh, no. else it was like awful this is what I was going to say is because yeah. I think Kimmy's one line was I stand yeah and well done Kimmy yeah. you stand do you like yeah. congrats <laughs> this season it's it's very similar this season like Perez says about five words yeah Verstappen mm. says about three words I just think you know you, one of them says like, even I stand it's like against and I think well you're not actually doing anything just standing there going against yeah they're like across the the PR stunt definitely they're the 20 faces that you're going to see when you watch Formula One and you need to be seeing not they they I'm not saying they are the ones who have to make the change but they need to be the faces of it and saying this is what I'm doing and they they need to promote what the sport's doing through the drivers because you might not necessarily know a couple of people in a team or something but you know the drivers yeah and I think people know that Lewis will do it and they're thinking but all these and all these drivers represent so many different countries as well so people see a driver from their country and they think oh they're doing that and they're from my country so that I can get there and I think they need to be promoting that more that way definitely definitely because you know a driver saying it makes so much more of an impact than if someone like PR from McLaren says it like yeah I'm not gonna I'm not necessarily gonna follow that whereas if Lando or Daniel said it then it means a lot more because you know we Mm -hmm. idolize them people look up to them and really want to follow what they do so it definitely Definitely. has more of an impact I think in a way on Hamilton especially it's had a negative impact though because I don't know if anyone reads the comments that he gets even if we do even if we do a TikTok about Hamilton the hate we get about Hamilton and I think that's the downside to it because he's made himself the f- he's made himself the forefront of it like he's the person when you think of the rebate I can't say it we race as one you think of Hamilton because he's yeah. the person who's pushing for change but then on as much as we want the drivers to do it they all want the hate that Hamilton's getting like people tell him just stick to the car just do this did did they all really want that hate and that's the part of me that understands maybe that's why they're not all doing as much there's yeah. a lot to kind of there's a lot to take into consideration and a lot of factors I mean even just like taking the knee I think Hamilton's saying that you know it's not the most important thing for the drivers to be doing it's not the only thing it shouldn't be the the, the kind the of focus of it there's yeah. so much more that needs to be done with it but I was looking at um 
who did take the knee, who didn't take the knee in the first couple of races. And it's literally fit, uh, split down the middle. There's 10 of them that do, 10 of them that don't. Yeah. And obviously some of them, it might be to do with their kind of, the country they're representing and the yeah. politics and behind all... that is a little difficult. And yeah. some of it will be, you know, coming from their PR people that this could, I don't know, look bad or On the kind contrary. of contradict yeah. something. But interestingly, there's like, for example, Gasly, he took the knee as a Frenchman, but Ocon didn't. So that is obviously not something that's come from a country or something that they're, you know, the politics or whatever. There's like more things to unpack. But obviously, Hamilton's saying it's not the most important thing. You you do have to take into consideration the context. Um, But yeah, I just thought that things like that was interesting. I'd like to kind of know what the reasoning yeah, behind that is. I know for it was I learned this at last season with Kvyat, and obviously it does roll over to Mazepin this season. They don't take it because it's something to do with in Russia. It's seen disrespectful it to is, Neil yeah. if it's not. I don't. It's not at the present. It's not at, um, high military people are the only people you sort of bow down to in a way. And that's why I saw Mazepin getting a lot of hate for not taking the knee. And I thought, well, if you literally spent five minutes and looked back to last year. Kvyat didn't do it because it is seen as like severe disrespectful in Russia and obviously they're not going to do something that's going to have back like, that's their culture in their country. Like, yeah. yeah and I feel like it's similar in Japan with yeah, Sonoda I because I know I feel is. like because from what I've read anyway I think it is similar in Japan like a lot of countries it is seen as disrespectful towards the people I don't know how you word it but the people yeah. in high power of your country whereas mm-hmm. in the UK it isn't seen as disrespectful to anyone really yeah I, I think you can't think... look too much into it because it's mm. it's seen as one of the more performative things if you'd yeah. like to say in terms of that it's not necessarily making any steps forward it's just sort of a way to show this is what we're going to do and I don't think it's you should look into whether the drivers do it or not as long as they're taking action and actually following the aims that's more important than just doing some performative thing at the start of a race yeah. like the exactly. is again PR it goes back to them wanting to, like the team will the team will want the drivers to do it because it looks good yeah. and if there's no meaning behind it then I don't see it's like what's the point I, in doing it Verstappen yeah. and Leclerc came out and said to them it has no meaning to do that they'd rather do something behind the scenes and I think well actually that's fair enough because if it has no meaning if you're doing it just for the sake of it it's like when you apologize to someone with like no meaning like why are you doing it you have like have meaning behind it doing it exactly and And I just to look good they're not them not taking the knee isn't standing out against what they're trying to promote you know they're not stood there saying oh no actually we don't want any diversity in the sport it's just not what their agenda is to do and you know I would I'd much rather somebody took the steps individually to you know assess their behavior and how they act in the environment around them making sure that these things and these initiatives are met rather than just taking the knee because everybody else is doing it like that's much less valuable than somebody actually taking a look at themselves and thinking am I treating everyone equally am I you know promoting these key values I just think it's yeah it's not it's not the most important thing yeah it's not at all I think I think what's also interesting to look at is when you look at them doing this at the before the race when they have that set period of time 
it does look a bit strange having, you know, half of your drivers kneeling and half of them stood up. And I almost think, you know, this whole message of inclusion, inclusivity, it looks a bit peculiar to have some some down on the knee and some stood up. Just like when I thought it was, I loved the fact Lewis was wearing a more meaningful shirt, something which actually had a message, you know, like the justice Breonna Taylor when he was wearing these things with a lot more meaning than just end racism yeah Um, and I really did mean doesn't really mean anything does it like Mm. I really did respect him for that but one thing I was thinking at the back of my head is it almost makes him stand out more and almost doesn't fit this message of inclusivity but I don't know if that's just me looking into it too too deeply I think I think when he wore it onto the podium the one he wore onto the podium was something needed to be done about that and because he wore the yeah. Brianna Taylor one onto the podium but I he shouldn't have been investigated for it there's no oh, need no. to investigate someone for that he, he wore they something made he themselves look for. so silly for that yeah but I just think it yeah you're right it, I don't think they have the set time for I know it, we're saying like PR PR but I get I in that situation I kind of get people saying right keep racing there and then the separate slot for it does that make sense that bit yeah Yeah. it's like you're singular you're like making him separate from all the other drivers yeah like that's that's what he feels like he is now being the only black driver on the grid but you want them to all be inclusive and be together but by wearing the top it's as if he's still separated from them and it Mm -hmm. gives across that wrong message yeah I think if everyone should have wore that top that week maybe like I feel like yeah, exactly. that would be racism. Lot, yeah. I like um, Seb and Mick. They wore really nice ones. I really like them. There's, yeah. There's a really like they have a quite a bit of meaning behind it, and because it isn't just about racism, it's like all the inequalities. I like that one more than just you know, end racism. Really, they should really think about actually selling them tops and putting the money towards mm, funds yeah. because I think that would do really well, and I think it would actually show that they're actually doing something because if you're donating something to like a good cause something which is working towards ending this or helping people out in these poorer countries that need the help it it show it's more it means more it's an action actions speak louder than words people yeah i think a sport like f1 the amount of money they make a year just from even just from selling the rights to sky like the amount we make from that if they just donated five percent of that not even five percent like that would make a big difference to something. And that's where I feel like putting on this PR at the front and doing, we, we know I can't say we, we race as one now, we've figured out it's a tongue twister for me. But just wearing the t-shirts and doing all that doesn't actually mean anything. Donating money and helping mm-hmm. people, that's what actually initi- initiates change. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, as I a think- fan, it's so hard to see what they're actually doing because when you watch the race, that's the only thing you see them actually do towards the campaign and mm. un- unless you really look into it and think what what are they actually doing so I didn't even know that the Re- we races one had three pillars until we researched it today I had no idea yeah, didn't I? so as a basic fan you have no idea what they're doing unless you actually sit down and look into it so it's hard to see what they're doing for change because it seems very vague because that's the only yeah. information you get is just the start of the race but I yeah. guess that's maybe why they do it. If 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 Formula One know that the majority of their fans are going to be w- just watching the race and the race weekend coverage, following them on social media, without having the We Race as One um, 
kind of set up at the beginning it could then look like they're not doing anything at all if that do you know what I mean like yes it's it comes across as a bit of a PR stunt but actually without without that it could look worse on them and I think it's it's a really difficult one because that part of it does seem a little performative but you know I think this is where the community pillar comes into it in maybe you know investments and these projects I assume from you know the brief research that I've done is that that's kind of what the what the aims are um but yeah it's just it's it's tricky and it's you know as a fan we see what we see we don't know what goes on unless you're part of one of these teams or work within yeah. Formula One it's really it's really difficult I think it is slightly hypocritical at times though like I don't know if anyone else agrees, but I do think like last year they were looking at building another Brazilian track. Yep. That was gonna so stupid. That honestly, if they'd have done that, they'd have lost a lot of a lot a lot of fans because I just think and the fact that places they race. I think we're gonna touch on that in a bit, but places they race. I just think it can it does come across to a fan as hypocritical at times, but then I get that money. Money trumps talks. everything yeah. in in f1 money is always going to win no matter what i was but just gonna quickly i was just gonna then. say that if if that's going to boost money and if they're putting supposedly putting money into these projects then you could argue it yeah. works both ways but no, I, think I think predominantly it's still very money orientated and it will be for for a long long time i was just be. gonna run through some of the things that they're actually doing with the re-races one campaign because I, I noted them down. So they're going to be creating a clear path towards sustainably fueled hybrid engines by 2025. They're going to be reducing single-use plastic in the paddock. They're making more internships and apprenticeships for those who are underrepresented in the paddock. They're going to be funding scholarships for talented engineering students who are also underrepresented. They're, they're going to continue growing Formula One in schools, which is focusing on STEM projects, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to grow awareness and support for the W Series, as, we're, as we see they're already doing. And they're going to be moving towards new freight methods, which are more sustainable and better for the environment in general. And I think we do see some of this stuff beginning to happen. We're seeing more, more representation for different walks of life in the paddock. Like, yeah, we're still not there but we're on the right lines. We're seeing more support in schools. You know, we've got FIA girls on track. We've got F1 in schools, which is doing a lot at the minute. And I do feel like we are on the right track in certain aspects, but there is definitely still a long way to go. Yeah, this is a random fact on sustainability. I read, I don't know how true this is, but you know when you just, something pops up. I read a fact about the sustainability saying that They've actually got it to the point now where it, there's more carbon emissions from the flight that they get from like London to Shanghai than there is in like every single race of F1 from the cars. Mm. Yeah, can, I was. I was. I don't know how true that, that is, but and apparently, um, I think it was George Russell in an interview was maybe talking about this. He estimated there's like twenty thousand liters of fuel used in across all the teams in a race in a in a race um but the like flight from say uk to mexico is two hundred thousand liters of fuel so it's it is the freight and the transport that is having much more of an impact than 
the race itself and as we see the kind of you know the hybrid era and there's a lot of um development into these like biofuels and stuff that's only going to do so much for from the actual cars which are relatively having much less of an impact than and you know the the flights and everything and i think that's something that they can look at to an extent like yes they need to be more um efficient with how they plan to get everything over there and not taking way more flights or you know unnecessary travel but equally they can't they don't own these freight companies they're all kind of external companies and they only have so much influence over that so it's that's a tricky one as well sustainability is so hard sorry if you look at extreme e this is something they're trying to tackle and i know it's very unrealistic because we're not going to be able to do this with formula one anytime soon but how they're having all of their freight traveled across on a on a huge boat which is obviously a lot better than transporting it all by flight um and this is so much this is so much sustainable for them and obviously extremely that's part of their you know agenda is being sustainable um and this is definitely something Formula One could look into. I know they're not going to be able to do this logistically because we have to get stuff from one end of the country to the other in a matter of days. Um, but it's definitely something they can look into. And we know at the minute they're using experimental biofuels. You know, that's all coming out. And, you know, Seb did get them to use that in a plane. But I was thinking about this because me and my dad were talking about this. So for the flyby at the Bahrain Grand Prix, they used experimental biofuels. Experimental, keyword if you're going to use experimental biofuel do you really want to be using it over one of the most expensive sports in the world like flying yeah. over how, how much do these That's actually a good point. having this huge plane fly really low across them like what about yeah. such millions of pounds worth of stuff gone <laughs> the whole race weekend ruined i know that's just that I've, was just my thought process behind it all the whole time i was like ah. <laughs> i've never seen the point in these flybys like i get that it's you know sponsors and yeah I think it's mainly just it just seems a lot more apart from the one in Italy where they're like they have the colors that looks cool and like the photos that people get from the the grid ring where they're like people jumping out yeah stuff like (laughs) that that's more fun than just like seeing an airplane yeah I like yeah I like seeing the red arrows like Mm, very British of us very British of us (laughs) patriotic yeah it because is that's not like thing for sponsors yeah. i don't see yeah. the point personally there are no. other ways because you don't need it no you don't need we see the sponsors enough at all we don't need we do see them the sponsors are plus like, bahrain especially they are plastered everywhere mm-hmm. there are definitely other things that could be done other than a pointless flyby that's done in how many like seconds? five seconds and it's done yeah you blink and you miss it but yeah so that is the whole plane thing and Sebastian Vettel credit to him he was the one that did this because he went to Stefano Domenicali Domenicali yeah yep that's the one (laughs) and he was like what is the point like you're you're fighting for sustainability how in the hell is this sustainable um and so credit where credit is due they got that turnaround in less than a day for them doing that so that is pretty amazing um and Something I actually wanted to bring up that I'm a little bit confused about myself is so the We Races One campaign is made by Formula One management. It is nothing to do with the FIA. And we know that the FIA have 
so many different categories that they run and organize. So I was thinking, would it not be more meaningful and impactful for the FIA to be doing this? Because they could be having this campaign across all of their categories. It's a lot. But they're, they're not doing anything. Jean, Jean Todd, Jean Todd, he fights for gender equality, but they're not really doing anything for the racial inequality. They're not doing that much for the sustainability. Like, why are the FIA taking a back seat yeah. when they could be doing so much more? I think, obviously, I don't think anyone, wa- no one wants to admit it, but it seems like the easy way out for them. Yeah. If they say they nothing. Just say F1's doing it, so yeah. we don't have to. If they say nothing exactly. and they do nothing and they don't actually speak about it, because I don't see the FIA speaking about it that much, um, they obviously have their own little campaigns they do. They do the drinking and driving one. But I think, yeah, obviously we, we need, they're going to do stuff about drinking and driving. That they're a big everything they do is to do with cars but well you know why don't we just do something do another campaign because the campaign they do on drinking and driving is in so when you go to the f1 and you you get the you get the books you can get in all of them yeah thank you the programs (laughs) in all of them there's about six seven pages about drinking and driving and don't drink and drive from heineken and then the fia doing their um the different campaigns they do and just think surely these pages would be better used for something like racial inequalities like you say gender inequalities everything like that than just the drinking campaign exactly yeah that would reach so many more people definitely exactly i just think the fia are really missing missing out here on something that could be really big and really good for society as a whole you know they have so many different categories like i keep on saying that they could be sharing the same message across. And I think if they're sharing the same message across all these different forms of motorsport, it shows that we're all in it together to fight against this this horrible, you know, systematic racism, um, all of this inequality, all of this issues with the environment. If yeah. we're all doing it together, it's a lot more impactful. Well, if you think they do any major racing series that you think of, the FIA run it. They're involved, yeah. yeah. Like I any think, like FIA, like like Formula the now, they're run by the FIA. Like yeah. anything you think of, has got the FIA slapped in front of it. And I just think they would reach. Imagine the teams they'd reach because obviously this, across GT racing, there's so many other teams. Formula E, yeah, they'd have. It's mad to think. I think being realistic, I think the FIA could definitely do something along the sustainability terms of I don't know whether altering the regulations of fuel like they have that power to Mm -hmm. put these regulations and force that change whereas like to me that would make more sense for them to make a change that way than through um you know any sort of other inequality yeah but yeah I just I just think they're not they're not using their kind of influence to the extent that formula one is and i think it is just it might be something that we we see improve and Mm -hmm. we've got to remember this is still only like the second year of the actual campaign and it's just it's going to develop and it's going to take off it's going to take some time to embed and i think i would assume one of the biggest kind of barriers to this is a lot of sponsors and the influence that money has and especially with covid people have not got as much money so the sponsorships are kind of needed the most 
or you know they're very more significant than, yeah, at the moment more so than ever been needed. I think it'll be really interesting to see whether teams do stick to their goals I think there's a lot of there's teams that are taking a lot of individual steps as well um, in terms mm-hmm. of setting their own goals whether it to be whether it be like carbon emissions or you know things like that they're setting their own goals so they need to in order for this to be a sincere and like impactful campaign they need to be keeping on top of that and taking those steps into the future and not just now when it's kind of a big new a big new thing so I think it's very important you know to look at examples in motorsport where we have seen racism because I think people forget that it is a very apparent thing in motorsport people think that it doesn't exist because you know we have a predominantly white grid, but racism is still a big thing. I don't know if you guys remember um, in the grandstand once there was a white family who had all black faced and yes. they were holding signs which said Lewis Hamilton's family. And, you know, yep. absolutely disgusting. I think and in he no spoke way, about that. And right in yeah, anyway. disgusting. I, just, I don't get what goes through your, your head. Oh, you know what? let's as a whole family let's all blackface and go and support the only black driver on the grid in someone's twisted mind that will be seen as them supporting like in someone in their in their twisted mind it will they will think of it as oh i'm going to support him but that's just because they're very very uneducated and yeah it's ignorant it, yeah, and it, I don't want to say like back then because it was it was right near the beginning of his career, yeah, but people weren't happens. as they weren't as well educated, mm-hmm. and that's the big problem. Is everyone should have been it should have been I think from day one, but it seems like people still now aren't educated on racism, and and I just think it's very sad for the people yeah. who aren't educated. People, I hate when people complain about. Um, Lewis bringing like politics into F1. It's not or bringing politics. this in. Politics. It's not it's politics. Basic it's basic human rights. Human rights. Yeah. Basic human rights. Come on. I think, and it's just ridiculous how people can think like that. He's one of the best people to do it as well because of his such a large following. Yeah, yeah I think it, that's the thing people forget about Lewis is he's almost a celebrity rather than just an F1 driver. Yeah, because he's so big in all aspects, like modelling, you know, clothing. Yeah, he's in, music, like yeah, he said, he's, he's in with the fashion worldwide. majorly, mm-hmm. and he's Especially a very he's, relevant person within the sport. Like, yeah, he's literally the greatest of you know, one of the greatest <laughs> yeah. of all times. And I think if it was anybody else on the grid that was maybe less successful if they'd you know been in for a couple of seasons they might have not been taken as seriously or mm-hmm. I don't know whether the whole kind of we races one campaign would even be a thing like I think you cannot deny Lewis's involvement in it and he's recognized that what he's done in his career he can then use so that others can so do the same and yeah anybody that you know tells him oh stay you know stick to stick to racing I think firstly it's predominantly white people so they wouldn't even begin to understand mm-hmm. um and second of all that's not he, he's completely entitled to speak about this because it's his own experiences like you cannot yeah. discredit somebody else's experience and I think the whole politics argument is just ridiculous you know as he says yeah. it's it's human rights and I think when I, w- I was looking into the whole t-shirt 
scandal if you want to call it of him you know wearing it on the on the podium or what it was made out to be and Formula One's defense was that you know we're a non-political organization we can't be like promoting one-sided or like biased opinions and you know Lewis has come back and said well it's not politics it's human rights this is something that we need to be talking about and I think yeah he's just he's done exactly what he should be doing and anybody that discredits him they mm-hmm. just don't really have the right to if they've not if they're not in his position yeah it's Another... hard to understand sorry no carry You're on right? it's fine <laughs> it's hard to understand sometimes it's hard to understand the experiences that they go through if you haven't experienced them personally so to have it's really sad that it's happened to Hamilton but for him to have had that happen during his career and him to be able to go I I know what's happening I know how we can solve it none of the other drivers may know what it's like they may have experienced it within their country or where they're from they may be just discriminated against because of that but it's really important that we have one driver who's willing to stand up and say this is wrong and lead the other drivers because yeah, no one definitely. else can relate to his experiences. Definitely. I You've, I wanted to, sorry. Sorry, uh, you've just got to consider there's, it's, there's going to be so many other people like him who have not managed to make it that far in their career because of the things that he's experienced. Like in a way he's in a fortunate position to have made it into F1 and that speaks for not only his like sheer talent but just his determination as well because there'll be countless people who have gone through the same things that he's done and it's you know limited his career just because of who they are and I think it's just it's a lot of it maybe to do with it's the, the money argument but you cannot deny the kind of the racial inequality that is in the sport so I wanted to, you know, make sure everyone knows that this inequality is not just apparent in Formula One. It happened in NASCAR last year during COVID time. So obviously limited capacity. And Bubba Wallace, he had a noose left in his pit stands before a Talladega race. And just one, absolutely disgusting. You know, who, who does that? And the fact that it was limited capacity limited capacity as in team members like so who is going around thinking it's okay to make a racist you know I don't, I don't really know what you want to call it actually mm. full-on leaving something racially discriminating against something like I just it baffles me that this still happens no, today in big 2021 yeah he wouldn't think it'd happen anymore but we still have people out here I know I've had countless arguments with you know old old men old white men on facebook about this whole like racial you right there lily the ice cream man just went past <laughs> and i could hear it and i couldn't look at them because oh, i could tell she could just about something it. really serious here i can't just start yeah. off yeah. all i could hear yeah. was that i was like oh my god it's getting loud when you stepped outside my house i can't remember what i was saying <laughs> old white men on facebook right it's got old white men on facebook i've had so many arguments with people on this saying you know why is why is lewis talking out about this you know he's a driver stick to the driving he's not just a driver he's this thing called a human being i don't know if you've ever heard about them but you know by nature we we defend ourselves and we stick up for what we believe is right because we have these things called opinions and you know lewis actually his opinions aren't really opinions they're actually facts because Mm -hmm. he's trying to you know end 
racial discrimination, which is something that we should all be standing for. We should all be fighting for that. Like, yes, we're all white women here. White women. We understand that we're never going to understand, but we stand. Um, like we're gonna we're gonna, you know, defend people who suffer racial discrimination because it's not on and it's never gonna be okay. And this is why I'm so grateful to be be a fan of a sport who is also gonna try and stick up for the same same human morals that we should all have. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, you no, know, definitely. To... I think we see it in other sports perhaps worse from you know football is horrific it's it's awful and I'm I'm so glad that you know things like that don't tend to happen as often from what we can see but Mm -hmm. that's not to say that it doesn't happen at all and I think anything that Formula One are doing to try and change that is a step in the right direction it's by no way the the end goal you never you know I think it's difficult to set an end goal, but making these changes and trying to just bring about these these this change that is desperately needed, not just within the sport, but within the Formula One community, mm-hmm. um, it can only be for positive positive benefit. Definitely. I, I don't know if you guys know, but this year we're actually going to a circuit we haven't been to before. We're going to Saudi Arabia. Saudi, Saudi, Saudi. Got very strong opinions mm. on oh, all damn. the races in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So I you think... know, I did a lot of research into this and about you know we, we shouldn't really be going there if we're if we race as one because Saudi Arabia does not race as one and that's a fact. Yeah. People think they're trying to sports wash. Do you guys know what sports washing is? No, I've not heard of that. It's oh. basically where you try. So Saudi Arabia are trying to improve the reputation of their country by. Oh, by... Okay. sports yeah. event so by I us think... all watching this race and say we all really love it it provides brilliant racing we think all oh, saudi arabia like we just brush past and sweep under the rug all of the human rights issues that they have over there i think that not only is there a problem with racing in saudi though, there is the same problem they're racing in places like bahrain racing in places like azerbaijan right abu dhabi russia even russia yeah abu dhabi isn't you know women do actually have rights there in a way only recently women got rights there but racing in places like Azerbaijan as well where people still get horrific things done to them for not being you know a straight white male yeah just if you're not a straight white male basically that you're not welcome in a place like Azerbaijan um same with Bahrain I think as much as it's good to raise the awareness about Saudi, I think people, like, like you said, they do just brush over the facts that we race in Abu Dhabi, Russia, Bahrain, Azerbaijan, and nothing, no one thinks about that because you think, oh, Bahrain, all right, circuit. But actually, there's the human rights, and like you said, the wars, everything going on in the Middle East. Is it really the place to race when there's so many more tracks that we've gone to? You know, we've, we've got Turkey. No, we can go to Turkey. We can go to, there's so many Italian tracks. Mm-hmm. And we choose to race at the ones that have just, where just people have things, no rights. Just a few things to do with Saudi. So they view feminism, atheism, and homosexuality as extremist ideas punishable by jail. But guess what? Saudi Arabia brings. Saudi Arabia is giving us $50 million. So of course we're gonna go to Saudi Arabia. $50 million doesn't that sound lovely? places like that it's always money over everything else 
if you look at tracks if you looked at Bahrain as well and I feel like Saudi might be the same I rarely the grandstands are rarely full there which suggests to you it's not we're not going there because of fans you're not going there to build this community that Mm -hmm. one of the pillars is it's to build the community get people into the sport help them because if if we went to a track like one in Africa that's because people in Africa might not have the opportunity to interact with F1 unless they come over there but there's not really anybody in Bahrain or Saudi that you see at the track especially in Bahrain that there's no audience there that you can bring into the community so like what are the positives to going to Saudi apart from money I think they're not hitting any of the criteria that's the problem I again I keep going back to Azerbaijan because that's another one I've looked into just due to someone commenting it and me not being educated in it and you look at the country and how it's been destroyed by wars and how what they're doing to other countries and I just think like you said the grandstands aren't full Azerbaijan it, it's a track it's, it's not the right track well done back it's, yeah it, it's not the best track <laughs> you know we have had like there is better tracks to race at let's be honest than a street circuit that's in a country where they don't care about anything else other than mm-hmm. yeah it's really clear when places like this where you know as we say there's not the packed grandstands or and not like Anything. a big buzz around the city when it comes like it's it is it's all money-based and all for the income so it's and yeah, it goes it's... against a lot of what they're trying to promote which then reflects badly on formula one and mm-hmm. brings down the integrity of of the campaign and you know we said it before we don't know what they're doing behind the scenes but things like that just discredits it when completely it's just yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's frustrating how can we stand for human rights when we're going to places which do not stand for human rights like how can you push this idea when you're then gonna go to a place which just thinks your idea is well they don't even credit your idea they're not even gonna Mm. believe it this also links to one of their main sponsors is I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Aramco? And this is a Saudi energy company. And they get, apparently they get $40 million a year. And you see this plastered absolutely everywhere. And I know one of the events happened last year, you know, during the COVID times, this business actually dressed up one of their Asian employees as a hand sanitizer box, which is is racist. That was a racist. Yes, I remember that. That was racist. And we're, we're... you know they bring too much money we race for money sometimes that is very apparent in formula one i was thinking about this the other night randomly because what else but obviously saudi's very near the end of the season like second to last race is it mm-hmm. yeah. if hamilton doesn't have a chance at the title or has got his title do you think he'll still race there because of what he stands for if the title's wrapped up, because you, we might have a lucky season where it goes down to the last race, but if it's wrapped up or he's got no chance, do you think he'd sit it out? Because if he's, I don't want to say if he stands it that much, he should, but in a way, if he's going to stand... Like we could, we could say, like, why should he not yeah. sit out of Baku as well, just to make a stand? Like, yeah, I just if think... he's going to sit out of Saudi, why doesn't he sit out of this one too kind of thing? It comes yeah. down to that then as well. That was just, it was just thinking that, He's the one who's made, not fuss, but he's spoke up about racing in Saudi. He was the first person to speak about it, if I remember yeah. correctly. And I just think, do you think he's going to try and still get it taken off? Or I don't think we'll race there purely for the safety of the drivers after what happened at the Formula E. At the Formula E race, mm-hmm. that was scary, yeah. Yeah, purely for the safety. 
the kind of media representation and the reputation that Hamilton has as an activist, it complicates things in the sense that he obviously doesn't want to, I don't know, the backlash that he receives, it's it's not, he doesn't deserve it and it's quite intense a lot yeah. of the time. So it's just, it's balancing that as, is this something that's gonna benefit and like help promote the campaign or is it actually just gonna bring a lot of backlash and just reverse the steps that we've already taken it's it's a yeah. it's a difficult one to juggle mm, i think one so it won't go sorry yeah no because it's a really sad thing but you've got to think f1's a business at the end of the day and what their first priority is to is going to be money and to stay afloat and everything like that because even in covid they will have been hit by it so you've got to think of their priorities and where they're spending their money but as you said if they need another race they're not short of options yeah there's yeah. a so lot of tracks willing to it hold seems it. very odd to choose that over all these different like we've just had miami miami announced and there's so many different places you could go to get that money yeah so mm-hmm. i don't think it's car park <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's oh, be yeah, honest I think covid definitely complicates things that they might be push to make these decisions and I think this is this is maybe where we need to give the campaign some time to really take off and once they get back to stability they can start to make these bigger decisions um when it comes to like where do we race because I think a lot of it is we kind of need the money at the moment and the sport needs the money to stay it's understandable yeah it's understandable and I think it's just doesn't make us like it anymore though (laughs) no exactly but it's like what is what is the other feasible option like in an ideal world we wouldn't have any of these issues but being realistic in terms of money it's something to think about I don't know how much tv and youtube you guys watch but Saudi are definitely trying to build themselves up at the minute yes. i always get adverts telling me to come to saudi arabia yeah. i'm not no, gonna come yeah the really, no. it's like the really relaxing voice the woman come and then to saudi yeah and then there's the music and they've got all like yeah. the beautiful buildings on the show and i think no what i'll pass thank you for the offer but no thanks there's like a saudi arabia tiktok and it's just like that's yeah. the account saudi arabia <laughs> seems to be like their national tiktok account or something so yeah they're definitely it's really pushing weird. that it's peculiar it's peculiar but they're definitely i reckon they're trying to push the tourism you know to get more money in which obviously you know you can understand all countries are yeah. after a peer money at the minute but <laughs> and people might want to go like if we saw a change in the human rights and we saw a change in how they treated women people who don't have the same views you know not a straight white man mm-hmm. basically yeah we maybe because you've got to admit the adverts make it look so luxurious and nice but and think well I could go somewhere else that believes in human rights and yeah you know actually get the same experience thank you because <laughs> if it I, turns I was out gonna good. try and give you an example of a country that we could go to and then I was a bit like mm, can't really think of one at the minute <laughs> Greece there we go New Zealand New Zealand New Zealand there we mm-hmm. go we're on our way we're on our way <laughs> we've, we've sorted it oh gosh Maris sorry we interrupted you then talking about New Zealand that's okay um, I was gonna say even if there's even if it turns out there's really good racing there and the track turns out to be one of a kind and we're like, oh my gosh, I'd love to go and see it. I personally wouldn't feel safe going there. No, no. So what's the point having a track somewhere where people are scared to go? And the majority of people say, no, I don't want to go there. I'd rather go 
somewhere else where the racing maybe isn't as good but I'm not worried about my safety yeah no I'm, I'm, I can get the flight home hopefully if I go to Italy yeah, yeah. I, I think um them kind of boasting the it's going to be the quickest like street circuit or whatever or trying to you know there's hundreds of corners it seems and hundreds literally. Like that. Like, literally. <laughs> literally um it's all pushed in the extreme to make it seem more appealing but for for you know people like us that are more or try to be more aware of the issues I think even if I I don't know felt safe going I'm not saying that I do but if I did I wouldn't feel comfortable going morally if that makes sense yeah. I just yeah. wouldn't want to but the sad thing is that not all supporters of F1 feel the same. feel that way and they will go if they've got the money because they're the people that there's you know money's no object to them but yeah and they just whereas, want to go to say that they've experienced it and kind yeah. of check that box whereas we'd prefer to spend the money that we have on a race that we fully people, support yeah where people you know don't get murdered for basic things i do think is important it is important though when you're looking at races where you want to go it's so important to look at these factors because I don't feel comfortable going to a place which doesn't stand for what I stand for. This isn't me saying like, like if you don't like Marcus Armstrong, I'm not coming to your country. Like I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about like basic if, human if you, rights. If you think someone is lesser because of their skin color, I don't want to be anywhere near you. If you think mm-hmm. I'm lesser because of my gender, I don't want anything to do with you. It's as simple as <laughs> there's, that. Yeah. There's quite a few races though I wouldn't feel safe going to. Like realistically, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel safe going to Brazil on my own as a young woman. Mexico, I wouldn't feel mm-hmm. safe going yeah. by myself no. as a young woman. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't feel safe. To be fair, I, I don't really feel safe leaving my house as a young woman. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> I no, but like Abu Dhabi slightly different because you do see young women living there and they're fine. Mm-hmm. But again, a lot of them, I just think. Like you said, don't feel safe leaving my house on an average day, but yeah, I just think it's fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is something for the F1 to, but then I also say for the F1 to consider, but if you think they're not getting all their revenue off people like us who are going to go to the, like, think we'll, we'll go to the odd race season, mm-hmm. if that really, you know, the average person can't afford to go to every F1 race. They're getting the money from the big people who don't care and can afford security and can afford people to make sure that they don't get kidnapped. So realistically, as much as we'd like them to look at it, are they going to look at it for the average Joe who, who's, you know, furthest we would go is to like a European race probably at, like at this rate. Well, with COVID, we wouldn't even go to that. But they're not going to look into something that isn't, that's not going to make them money which is sad so so you know turning it back around to like our original point you know that we were yeah. one campaign and everything i want to know do you guys think it's doing enough i think it's I going think... in the right direction yeah it's, it's hard to tell because it's been what a year since they've launched it if that so mm-hmm. i think it's good for them to recognize it and say we want to do something because yeah. they could they could have just gone now and just left no. it yeah but the, the fact that they've made these pillars and these aims that they're going to actually do and they've said we really want to push it and make sure we get more people into the sport like from different backgrounds I think that's really good I you can't say whether it's done anything substantial or not yet hasn't had I guess time we'll to see snowball. yeah I think yeah. just having on a very kind of obvious level having like the W series as part of 
the kind of Formula One race calendar, so to say, that's a big step. That's like a obvious, we've now got a female racing series that is being broadcast on, you know, from the F1 platform. That's a big thing. But I think it's, you know, as Mara said, it's really difficult to tell in these kind of early stages of the campaign. And a lot of the, a lot of the environmental pledges in particular are set for future goals or like by 2030 we'll do this by 2025 we'll do this so it's impossible for us to see right now whether that's actually making a difference and I think as I said earlier for that for this to be successful and for this to be sincere they need to be sticking with these that they get met because otherwise people are just going to think well this was all just performative and you've all just said the right things to please people and to check check that box oh we're being sustainable are you though if you're not you know fully committing to these pledges so it's definitely something I'm going to be following for you know years to come and I really do hope that it continues because as we said it's it's made a good start at least but it's by no means the solution I think at the moment it seems like a PR stunt still. Like like we were talking about the video at the beginning where they just say out a word each. But obviously we have to give it time and in time it could become something, but it's whether, like you said, it's whether they're just gonna what's the, I don't know what the word is, or just sort of like, you know, put a blanket over it and just, you know, we we do this and whether Sweep anything is actually yeah. yeah, whether anything is actually going on behind the scenes. I think that's mm-hmm. what we need to like hopefully find out yeah definitely but yeah I think I think it's very important that you know we are now fighting against the injustices in society especially racial inequality which is something still baffles me that it still exists but I'm proud to be a fan of a sport that is talking that isn't just sat there you know carry let's carry on driving guys carry on driving everything's all right I'm glad that we are at least doing something and I personally think we are going in the right direction yeah I think also just to close it off is I think it's a generational thing because we're seeing a lot more social media has been a massive thing in terms of raising awareness for things like that and you know I can't speak for everybody my age but the majority of people at least tend to be a bit more educated about these issues whereas the older generation that's just not something they were brought up with so I really hope that things like this and the turn of the generation and as this kind of sport develops that this just continues to be the norm as opposed to something we need to keep introducing it's just something that is now a constant within the sport as as opposed to just being a campaign that's around for a few years if that makes sense definitely definitely it's often a oh it doesn't affect me therefore why should I participate sort of thing and you, you need to get rid of that because it's never going to work unless everybody comes together and contributes and everything and you'll be better off because you get to work with a wider range of people you can have all these new experiences and the sport will be better if you get more people in because you have no idea the capabilities of people from all these different backgrounds they one of them, them could the grow chance. up and have an amazing idea and change the face of the sport and you have no idea unless you give them that opportunity yep exactly exactly well I think that you know takes us to the end of this episode all about the we race as one campaign obviously everything we kind of spoke about in today's episode is quite socially sensitive so you know if if we said anything which could be taken a slight wrong way please please know everything we've said in this is meant to be 
you know, <laughs> you not, know, it's not said, taking, yeah, it said, yeah, don't, yeah, kind of, not kind of, um, yeah, my heart, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of opinions as well, and I think. I, I, was, I think it was on social media I had someone approach me and say that for some of I think it was from Saudi Arabia and saying that this is a big step for people who are interested in motorsport from Saudi Arabia who do find it difficult to come into the sport as someone from Saudi Arabia so like things like that there is the other side to it but yeah you know speaking just wider generally generally it's you know it's just tricky to to talk about but it needs to be talked about yeah definitely definitely so this is quite a different one than we've done before but we hope you all enjoyed this i think it's very important that we shed a little bit more light on this kind of stuff and we hope you all enjoyed it make sure you follow at sector one podcast on all our socials and we will see you next week you should also probably go and check out global citizen who are doing all the right things and working with formula one in their battle for full inclusivity and sustainability Thank you all for watching.